0: On this episode, I'm joined by a special guest as we discuss how to evaluate your social media and personal digital presence. My name is Luke Clayton. This is Connection Culture. to connection culture i'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode and if you haven't yet i do hope that you'll subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast and really want to keep encouraging you to subscribe on youtube it's like i said we've really got some momentum there going and so we just want to kind of ride this wave as long as we can so head over to youtube.com slash must increase and subscribe to our youtube channel and i would be so grateful for that speaking of subscribing The absolute best way to make sure that you never miss an episode is to subscribe to our connection culture, free weekly emails. All we do is take the latest episode and we simply send it to your inbox when it's available. And it's the one surefire way to make sure that you're not getting that our content's not getting suppressed or, or not shown on your feed by your algorithm and and so forth. And so uh, I want to encourage you to head over to mustincrease.com CC to sign up for these weekly free emails. That's must increase com/slash-letter-c-letter-c and get the latest episodes of Connection Culture delivered right to your inbox every week. Well, today I've got a special guest for a conversation with my good friend Joel Norris. Now, Joel is an assistant pastor, and he's been uh, working in that position for quite a while. And one of his primary focuses as a pastor is he works a lot with young adults, which means he's working a lot with millennials and Gen Z, which who, of course, is a generation greatly affected by uh, the internet, the digital age, and in particular, social media. And so Joel and I had a really fantastic conversation, very insightful, about how to do an evaluation of your social media and kind of overall digital presence and engagement and some considerations to make as you evaluate. And so I'm really excited to share this conversation with my friend, Joel Norris. Uh, well let's, let's go way back. Okay. Let's in the words of, uh, well, who said that it was like, I would start at the beginning, but, but I gotta go back further than that. I think that's, I think that's Toby from the office. I think he says that. Um, but, uh, no, we've known each other for a real long time. Right. Like, uh, yeah. I was eight. I think so. Yeah, third, third grade. Third grade. I moved from Alabama to here. Yep. And your dad had just taken the pastorate. Yeah, we had been here a year, I think. And then, yeah, you were like, I think you were the first kid my age I met. Yeah. And we've, yeah, so we had a long history there. Long so history. Without getting uh, super sentimental. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, we went to school together, went to church together, went to college together. Yep. Worked in the same church for about four years that yep. I was there, and then you're still there, and now I'm, uh, I've am i been doing this, my own thing now for yep. five years. So you have worked, like, uh, you've done a lot of things, mm-hmm. overseen a lot of aspects of your church there. One of the things for several years was the media, right. and that you were the in-house person right. that oversaw mm-hmm. and then contracted out yeah. to, to me, um, and so... You, I don't know. You, we've, we've talked a lot of things. But I think one of the things you and I having in kind of an off-the-mic conversation a while mm-hmm. back was uh, there's this – well, there's there's a lot of directions, controversial directions yeah. we could take this. But I don't know. There's been kind of this rise lately in – well, especially just – let's go very broad. Mm-hmm. There's been a rise, obviously, in social media right. in the past several yeah. years. So this idea of you know people trying to become – famous and mm-hmm. you know instagram famous now tiktok famous yeah. youtube famous whatever yeah. um and now it's not like it's anything new but i guess it's becoming very apparent mm-hmm. that it, it to, to us at least that there are people that seem to be taking advantage of church yeah. and the just because it's imperfect and we live in a perfect world mm-hmm. the the negative you know connotations yeah. uh that that do come with you know, the yeah. mistakes that people make in church and church leadership and whatnot. And while I'm certainly not opposed to exposing true, yeah. f- false and bad stuff, I don't know, to some extent, I'm trying to be delicate. Yeah. You know, maybe I shouldn't. But to some extent, it seems like, okay, at what point are you a little bit more, it seems like you're a little bit more at maybe riling people up mm-hmm. and then having a platform for the sake of having a platform. Right. And I can't judge people's motives. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so there's just like, kind of like spitballing, there like, okay, is. where do we go from there? All right. But so, there it is.
1: So um, we did have a private conversation a couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of the things that we were kind of, like, diagnosing and probably, I guess, even, for lack of a better term, irritated at, is that it seems like there is much more of an emphasis placed on platform building than people building. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the reasons why I think that is, is you really look at it and really the media cycle, spin cycle, whatever you want to call it, is built upon kind of a shock and awe mentality. So what can we do to grab your attention? What can we do to make you interested in this? Um, I'll give you, for instance, I was studying for a sermon the other day and um, I was just kind of looking up like, stats on selfishness which i felt like there should be more of those but um <laughs> was studying for like and kind of looking for some introduction material what well, came across i think it was a new york times article called why are americans so selfish and i thought oh man this is going to be super good like right in my wheelhouse going to be something that i can use as an introduction and i read through the whole article and like literally the summary gets all the way down to the bottom and concludes that americans aren't selfish which probably is the wrong conclusion. But yeah, it's, it's just a shock and awe of like the title, Why Are Americans So Selfish, and some sort of catchy subtitle that gets you buy-in and then can even come to a conclusion that you don't agree with. Mm. And so I think that a lot of that is based in social media or at least has also taken over the social media aspect of it to where we spend so much time kind of trying to grab people's attention, sometimes even by a means that is almost dishonest, like well what do you think about this? or or let me tell you about this and then they dig into it and it's like well you're not actually telling anybody about that yeah clickbait yeah it is it's clickbait it is and so um, in that's even come into church world to where now we have to keep up with this cycle. And where I think it affects Christians the most is that we've almost gotten to the point to where it doesn't even have to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, We're living so much in a world to where let's get something out there and then let's try to get the proof. And so we end up trying to build, like I said, a platform and we're building it off of a faulty foundation. So,
0: well, and we also speaking of, uh, you know, just kind of the content in general and, the the media if Mm -hmm. you will we're also kind of living in this world where it's about creating a narrative right more than it is about reporting if in the case of journalism reporting the truth Mm -hmm. or speaking truth and i'm seeing that even trickle like obviously the big news networks on both sides have been doing it for years you know they spin the story to Mm -hmm. be how they want but now it seems like rather than just spinning the story well, they're just straight up creating narratives, and many times yeah. it's false or very exaggerated. Yeah. But now that's trickling over to uh, even, like I said, the Christian world. And I, this is the one I will call out. I will call out the podcast Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Right. I mean, at first when you start, it's like okay, it's interesting, you know. And and for those of you who haven't listened, I really don't. I, yeah. I don't do it. I mean, you can if you just want to. You you know see yeah. how stupid it is Mm -hmm. but i mean for basically the the idea was okay yeah there was mark driscoll he built mars hill church Mm -hmm. and i guess it's been back in like early early 2010s uh it just kind of shut down kind of Mm -hmm. suddenly and it came out that yeah driscoll was kind of young and immature and arrogant and had some you know some negative tendencies nothing abusive Mm -hmm. nothing you know he didn't do anything necessarily he didn't at all that was immoral or Mm -hmm. anything like that he didn't embezzle money or Mm -hmm. fool around but He was just had some some ego issues, and that resulted in him losing his church. Well, now this Rise and Fall of Myers-Hill, which, again, super catchy title, because for me, it was like I saw that and I thought, oh, yeah, what? I kind of forgot about all that. Mm -hmm. This is going to give me the history of what happened. And what it's doing is it's clearly just trying to drive one side of the narrative, Mm -hmm. which is – Mark Driscoll is an awful person and their argument is even that he's ineligible for ministry now. And which I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever you think you're entitled to your opinion, but that doesn't seem to be the case from what, even based on what they're saying, they're just trying to spin this narrative Mm -hmm. to say, and obviously for the numbers, it is one of the top, 10 podcasts out there or at least yeah. it was for a while there and now but now it's just it's clear how desperate they're getting just mm-hmm. to keep their narrative going and I've talked to several people that it's like yeah I started and now I'm sick of it yeah. like I'm sick of like it's just it's just clearly just just all false right. you know or not not necessarily false just Very highly, again, creating a narrative and spinning the truth in such a way to where it's almost becoming false.
1: Well, you think about it. Social media is already built so much on instant gratification. So already a lot of that, you put something out, People like it, people comment on it, you go back, you check it, you see, you check check your trends, you check all of that. Okay, so much of that is already built on instant gratification. And so if you happen to stumble across a piece of content or material that just causes that to shoot up even more, well, you're going to be on this constant hunt then to get back mm. to that point. Yeah. A lot of people right now. I was actually talking to one of the guys in our young adults uh, ministry that was talking about like TikTok and like how he has been around people that like le- he legitimately feels like they're addicted to TikTok. Yeah. Well, if you go and you look at a lot of the TikTok super
0: <laughs> If You go
1: and look at the kind of the algorithms of TikTok. Mm. Chances are. Your first video that you post, or your first thing that you post, is going to the numbers are going to skyrocket. But it's because it's built in the algorithm to give you this huge kick Mm -hmm. to where now you constantly are looking to match what you put out first. And the same is true with kind of how we develop content in the Christian world. Like you hit a nerve when you say something well, all that does to the human mind and kind of to who we are as human beings is we want to get back to mm-hmm. that. And so we're constantly searching for another big thing. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you're wrapped up in this cycle to where, well, I've got to come up with something again. I got to come up with something again. I got to come up with something again. Well, I tried this and my numbers didn't quite get me to... And so you're caught up in this kind of cycle. And one of the things that like, this is just a principle that like I've even tried to live by and I think it applies to media is normally the person who's racing to get their story out first has more to defend the person who's waiting Mm. and social media has only expedited that principle to where now we don't have to even wait on the truth to get out like it's on like someone's blurting out part of the story before anyone even knows about it, yeah. and and so there's normally a race to get your side of the story out with the best quality, with the most emotional, tear jerking story, and whatever. There's a race to that, and if it's something wrong and sinful and like that is unchristlike, then by all means expose it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're just constantly looking, if you're using that to leverage for your platform, I think that you would almost argue that like you've fallen in the ditch on the other side.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a great. Way of putting it there. Yeah, because I mean, people are looking for, again, yeah, there are people in the case of church, just church in general. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm, you know, not to call out any specific, you know, section, denomination, whatever, that have been hurt. They've been hurt by church. We could broaden that and so say there have been many people that have been hurt by religion, yeah. you know, Christian, Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. Mormon, yeah. Jew, whatever. And, um, and and you know the the pain is is real, mm-hmm. but my thing and that what I've had conversations with people that you have experienced this hurt, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that your hurt is invalid. Mm-hmm. Recognize that, but what are we going to do about it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if if I reach across the table here and slap you in the face, yeah. that's going to hurt. Yeah, you can't go back and get unslapped. Yeah, you know it happened. Yeah, um, and and so. The so the thing is okay. Well, how, how do I deal with that now? Mm-hmm. Moving forward, what do I do? I've got this pain. What do I do about yeah. this? You know, how do I manage this, and how do I live my? It would be stupid of me to just live my life, or if I slapped you, for you to live your life for the rest of your life just with your hand on your face. Yeah. Oh, I got slapped. I got yeah. okay. We have to at some point we have to deal with it. Acknowledge. Yeah, there may have been a problem. But it's time to move on. And now, for you to go around saying like, well, all my a hand slapped me. Now every hand is bad. And yeah. I'm afraid of hands. Yeah. They're wicked. Yeah. Every hand out there is bad because it slapped me one yeah. time. Okay, that, that's not doing you any good either. That's very bad for your yeah. mental health yeah. and, and whatever, but it's also not true. Right. So I think that's kind of probably a poor analogy when it's all said and done, but I mean really, I, that's what's happening. People yeah. are there. the hurt was maybe real, mm-hmm. but now it's just all about, well let's just find everything wrong with every every like i said hand out there every yeah. church out there every specific type of church out there mm-hmm. and but then getting circling back to what you said about this idea of the narrative and, and people whatever so yeah somebody says oh yeah i made a i made a a podcast or a, a youtube video or whatever mm-hmm. about my bad experience with this particular church or mm-hmm. or type of church or whatever well that's there's going to be a lot of people out there that yeah they do identify with that and, yeah. you know, that are, it, it, it's going to catch yeah. on because, hey, it doesn't matter if you're talking bad about church or a politician or what. Yeah. I mean, negative news, if it bleeds, it reads. It's yeah. true. And so that's going to catch on. But now it's like you said. Okay, so maybe the first time you were – maybe you were sharing something genuine. Mm-hmm. But now what's the goal? Right. Maintain the audience and the platform. Right. Keep people coming back, if you will. Or, no, just, just keep providing – people value regardless yeah. of if it gets as many clicks or yeah. hits or whatever.
1: Yeah. Which I think is where like when you have to keep building a platform rather than building people, there's obviously two sides of that coin. Like mm-hmm. those are very opposite. When you're building a platform, then you you have to keep someone in a negative position. Mm-hmm. Like you have to keep conveying them in a negative light. So much to the point yeah. to where you don't even recognize something in a positive light. Ooh. You also have to keep people feeling that victim victimization i guess or that like being a being a victim you have to keep them in that and what i would argue is i don't know then that you could say that you're adding value Mm -hmm. like you're keeping them where they are and like one of the things that like i talk about and i think that we'll talk about here in just a minute is that like i believe that as christians and as churches like We should be setting the tone for redeeming social media and making it something that does glorify Mm -hmm. Christ and bring people further along, not something that leaves them where they are. Yeah and so many times like we've kind of bought into the lie of like well like I'm helping people because I have a platform well if your platform is based off of negativity and criticism and like not even recognizing when something is good then like you've completely missed it you're not adding value you're Mm -hmm. just talking about the same thing and that's where you have to you've built a platform and guess what if tomorrow you came out and you kind of denounced your platform if you lost your audience I think that you would be able to tell where you were at Mm -hmm. and so um, there's a really good gauge of basically being able to say like you know what i'm going to start adding value by saying you know this is a positive that has come out of this like let's move how do we move forward how do how do we change some of these things how do we change our perspective and our attitude or whatever towards this and so that's where i think as christians we've got to start seeing that there that we need to view social media differently and build our numbers Mm. differently than the way that the world does
0: yeah and um i might be taking a this might be a rabbit trail or a different angle or whatever, but you didn't uh, make me think something that the church in general is pretty much, it's kind of known for as being, if you will, either late to the game, if you will, in terms of technology and new media and whatever, or being anti everything new, right? (laughs) you know? Um, And that's not universally true for every church out there. But I mean, I think sadly that is something a lot of Christians are known for what they're against more than what they're for, right? you know? Um, and so one of the responses that we've seen from, like, for example, our parents are in the same generation yeah. is, you know, when all social media start coming out and technology is kind of like this anti approach, like, nope, yeah. nope, just, just avoid yeah. it. Yeah. And I honestly can understand the sentiment there.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, hey, this seems harmful. We don't know much about it. Yeah. And I think there was some, you know, there, there was a reasonable amount of caution there that was like, hey, we, maybe we shouldn't get yeah. all obsessed with this before we learn more about it. Yeah. Um, but there's an extreme of that, which is, well well, now we avoid it right. and and now, because we avoided it, we know we do know nothing about it because we mm-hmm. won't even touch it, and all the bad people, if you will, the world, yeah, they went out and they used it to promote their agenda yeah. and whatever and now they own it and now they now yeah, now yeah. they own it, and because that's the thing about technology, social media, all this stuff, it's not going away, yeah like minus some crazy apocalyptic event where the whole world you know, blows up and what nuclear fallout, all that stuff. Uh, it's not going away. Right. And so we have to learn how to manage and deal with it moving mm-hmm. forward. In a way, like you said, that is positive. Mm-hmm. That is glorifying and edifying. Um, and I mean, because right now people want to hold, for example, Facebook's under a lot of fire mm-hmm. right now. And it's because, and now granted, there's facebook shady i mean Uh zuckerberg's he's a weird dude he's a shady dude like he really is um but uh, but basically there's there's this idea though that saying yeah okay well facebook yeah they did some shady stuff but now what it seems like is that there's people that want to hold facebook as a corporation responsible for the actions of individuals Uh you know it's like well uh, yeah, sure. Did Facebook maybe program their algorithm in a way to, like you said earlier, get more hits, get more yeah. clicks, get more likes? And did they maybe encourage you know, the outrage culture or whatever? Mm. Yeah. But yeah. where'd the outrage come from? Right. Yeah. It comes from those clickbait articles yeah. or from people getting on there and or saying something. Or
1: from human beings not being where they need to be in general. Yeah. And, and that is Christian, non-Christian. Yeah. Like, Like that's, that's everybody. You can throw everybody in that boat to where it's like, if it, if all it takes is a picture and a clickbait article to get us fired up and not loving our neighbor, Mm -hmm. like we probably have deeper issues than, than what we understand.
0: So, so the solution is, is not corporate or government control because even people if you will on the right right now there's some of them that are like yeah take facebook down, whatever but it's like no that don't you understand i mean sure if you Mm -hmm. regulate facebook or whatever well all that's going to happen is another non-regulated platform or medium is going to rise up right and people are going to be idiots over there Mm -hmm. so it doesn't come down to the platform the corporation whatever that's not the solution is not to try to control the platform it's we have to just take individual responsibility, right. you know, and like you said, talking to a, a Christian audience or mm-hmm. church leader audience or whatever, it starts with us, mm-hmm. you know, and if we can, cause I mean, it's, you know, being on, on social media, I mean, I don't really, I guess now off the top of my head, I don't know, but probably the majority of people I'm connected with would say that they are Christian people. Right. Um, but I've, I've seen some Christian people say some really, Horrendous, stupid, mean, yeah. unkind, un, un Christ-like things, yeah. and so, I think what you have here, um, you know, kind of some of the, I believe you, you've kind of taught uh, a lesson on this recently, yeah. um, and so, anyways, I wanted to, uh, I'm, I'm, I did see this on. It, it, coincidentally you did process on social media yeah, when like, so yeah. i did yeah ironically um so i did see this briefly but yeah i would love to uh dive into this and just give people some practical ways really like i said no matter who you are if you're a church leader or if you're just yeah. a christian out there who says hey I or, or just a person yeah. who says i want to be better i want yeah. to you know be a part of 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 making uh, of being better on the online and then overall making the experience better. Anyway, so, so, well, we're going to pick up our conversation where we left it off on the next episode. And so I do hope that if you haven't yet, you'll make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, they're on YouTube or to our emails to make sure that you don't miss the next episode because this conversation is really good and you're just not gonna wanna miss the rest of it. Connection Culture is a production of the Must Increase Network. And to learn about all the things that we do to help churches, families, in the areas of media and so forth, just simply head over to mustincrease.com to learn more. Also, where again you can subscribe to our emails that's mustincrease.com. And I do hope that you'll take a moment to just simply like and share uh, this video or this content, uh, share it with a friend, or whether you just use the share feature on social media there, or you know, you actually take the link and text it out or or send it to a friend personally. That might seem small, but that is actually very, very significant. It helps. Of course, uh, this content gets seen by others like you, but it also helps you have a role in being a creative contributor, getting behind the content that you enjoy and that you believe in, that promotes and shares your values and, and the ideology that you line up with. That's what we have to do in order to make a difference in this insane culture of connection that we live in. Because when you start to do this, you're gonna find that it's so much more fulfilling to be this meaningful, creative contributor than it is to just be this mindless, constant consumer. I'll see you next time, right here on Connection Culture.